Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your lovely video game submissions from all over the internet and turn them into the next AAA video game titles that should not be made. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rea. And I'm your other host, AJ Hart. Blake Rea, you came on the horn today and you said you have exciting video game news from the ether. I do have exciting video game news because this was submitted to, this was uh, brought to my attention on our Discord from Gazer. Um, there's this new game I have been following since uh, since I found out about it, like maybe a month ago, whenever Gaz shared it. So it's just kind of been scratching at the back of my mind. Did you know that there is a fishing game that just launched today called Dredge? Uh, it's a Lovecraftian fishing game, and it looks Ooh. fucking dope as hell, dude. I know, I know you hate fishing games. Famously, you you hate fa- uh, fishing games. You love J- JP- JRPG games, but you don't. You always like are There's not into the fishing mechanics. There's just been so few fishing mechanics that really excite me. Um, what if, What if I told you that this is a fishing game where every time you try and catch a fish, it's a different mini game. It's a different spin on the same mini game. It's like there's like a timing element, but there's like this weird puzzle. Like each, I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's a time. It's a timing. Well, you better puzzle. start trying, Blake. You need to know how to describe it. That's kind of all we do here is describe video games. Nah, man. I I just describe things vaguely and let other people just correct me on it. Uh, this trailer's <laughs> no, it's cool to look at. This dude's got lots of money coming. It in looks. Now. It looks beautiful. Like it's this. Are there going to be any gameplay in this trailer, or is it just a vibes piece? I, I have no idea which trailer you're looking at, so I, I couldn't. Dude's tell coming you. back and selling a bunch of fucked up fish to a salesman. Yeah, but what's super cool is it's also like it's a double. It's a double gameplay thing, and I think that's the reason Gazer brought it up to us because you and I love like double gameplay, sort of like. Uh, are double like two games in one kind of game. Yeah, the gameplay loop should include a core game and a mini game. Yes, and yeah, and this so every- trailer didn't show me anything about the game. <laughs> Why don't you describe the game to me in rough so, detail? So okay, so you're a fisherman. You need to you start off with like a fucking rusty bucket, and you need to go out and go fish and collect things. Um, every time you catch a fish, it's its own mini game, and then once you catch the fish, you then have to like angle the fish in and you have like uh slots like you have like a grid of uh that represents your inventory you need to like play tetris with your fish to basically maximize your storage space so you need to like rotate the fish angle the most amount of fish yes yes and like all fish are like angled super weird and take up uh, vastly different amounts of space um, and then you go, you, uh, the, the game, the trick of it is, is though you need to get back to one of the ports before nightfall, because if you stay out too late, that's when like Lovecraftian shit comes out and you start losing your mind. And but apparently that's gonna be where the cool fish are. That's, but yeah, that's exactly it is like, uh, is like you kind of have to f- ride that fine line of like when at like nights, the area right before nighttime is like when all the weird, like, uh, bioluminescent fish come out and it's, it looks wonderful. And I'm super excited to play this game because I feel like Lovecraft stories are, or Lovecraft things are so hard to do in anything other than video games because like. Yeah. So much of his work is like it's about sitting with yourself and sitting with like just the 
tense, mad, creeping madness and like trying to put that into a movie, it often feels like really cheesy, but like put it into like a 60 hour video game, you have the mate, you have the space to tell those kind of vibes. So is this video game out? Yeah, it came out literally today. Like I'm, that's oh, why I'm okay. bringing so it this up. Is, this is you out. will have talked about the, or played this by next recording session. Oh right? yeah, I'm I'm so excited. I I I literally I, I I put aside just a little special piece of cash in my bank account, and it's going to be going towards this game. I'm getting the deluxe edition because I'm I'm super hyped. I I kind of ran out of games to play on my what Switch. What does the deluxe edition I, come with? I think you just get like DLC. It's like a, it's like an annual pass for like the future DLC. It's like an extra five bucks. So like I don't. It's it's not that bad. Um, okay. But no, like I I kind of ran out of things to play on my Switch. So I've been going back and playing a lot. How of, is like, that possible? There's more roguelikes to play on the Switch. You yeah, can, but I get you bored never of have to run out of games on the Switch. I get bored of roguelikes so fast though. Like it, it's super fun for like the opening couple of hours, but after like. Once I start getting to late game shit where I have to like dredge through all of the early level bullshit just to spend five minutes doing new things, it just it, it I I can't commit to that. I can't. <sighs> I, I, I haven't you gotta find K- some good video essays to listen to while you play them. Yeah, but like, or I could just do a tightly knitted ex- ex- story experience like Quake. Also, Quake. I've been replaying that. Game fucks. You dude. replayed Quake. I, I've I've never played it before. I got it. I, I it was on sale for the PS5, and I've been playing that. Fucking rules, dude. It's so good. Um, but yeah, but you know, talking about video game news, that's not what we do here. AJ, you and I, we no. we make video games. I have a very make... s- very strong and explicit anti-video game news stance on this show. Oh, otherwise, I would have to come prepared and take notes, which is not <laughs> what I do. I'm much more interested in the current framework we have for our show, where we take the horrible video game ideas from our audience and turn them into AAA titles. Yes, sir. Blake, do you have a submission for me to start off the show? All right. Do you want, like, all right, I, I'm going to give you the option, because do you want something that has some stank to it, or do you want something where we can, like, actually, like, build it up and, it, and it's kind of quaint? Which one do you want? Quaint Why don't you start or, me with stank? some stank? We've All talked right. a big game in the first five minutes of this show. This one comes to us on Twitter from Biblically Accurate Pet Rock. At Is This a Theus? Wheel of Misfortune. So, I, I, I don't know if you saw this submission, but it, it shows... I, I forget the na- the host of, of, of Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak. Is that I computer think? in front of you just for show? I, I No, be, AJ, I, I'm sorry. I want to have a discussion. Uh, you said, and you were saying you didn't want to come prepared with anything. I'm not coming prepared for this podcast. I show up, I pick a submission. The host of Wheel and of I Fortune is Pat Sajak. Yeah. So I already, I already said, I already said the right name. So I am a little bit confused, and this is, this is like kind of branching off. And I wonder if we can take this, this frustration that I have, and also include it somehow into this video game. So there's an image underneath this submission of what looks to be Pat Sajak putting a contestant into a, an arm lock and covering their mouth. Uh, and it's kind of weird because he's a the guy he's doing this to is really young, and then Pat Sajak is clearly like 100. So I have no idea if this is an AI-generated image. 
So, hey, it's yeah. probably not. I Googled host of Wheel of Fortune, and the first thing I got was Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak tackles wrestler contestant. Pat oh. Sajak snaps at player for almost, who knows. Um, Pat Sajak yet again in the news for, yeah, apparently he just gets people onto this show and attacks them. No. Like, wait, what? Like, this... Attacks You're him talking like, about this funny. image of Pat Sajak putting a guy with his arm behind his back and then putting him in a bit of a half Nelson. Yeah, yeah this is a real image. Apparently, this Pat Sajak says, image? welcome to my game show. You're in my realm. I'm oh my. God here. I'm God. <laughs> Pat Guess Sajak, the phrase. I'm God here. Karate chop action. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's So is this like a funny haha thing or is he like kind of? slowly losing it and and killing people all uh, like the murder trivia party i'm only seeing the headlines is he just a menace is pat sajak a menace but he's just like too big for them to to be fired wheel of fortune fans slam pat sajak as arrogant and mean according to the u.s (laughs) sun I mean, yeah, when you've been on TV for, like, the, the 80-plus years that he's been on TV, like, you could I, – I feel like you're going to build up a little bit of an ego, right? Yeah, no. Like how Ellen famously would kick all of her hosts in the shin. Hey, no, this is crazy. Wait, <laughs> like, there's wait, wait, hold on. No, 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 no you can't just casually drop in... that. Ellen kicked oh. her, her contestants or her guests in the shin? No, that was sarcasm, and I can drop it like that because it was a joke. Oh, um, okay. You, you can't just be like, hey, here's the truth, and then here's a made-up thing. <laughs> what I am proposing here, Blake Ray, is that it is absolutely buckwild that some TV host is now has multiple accounts of interacting physically with his contestants on a funny word game. Because there's no reason that he should be touching them. Yeah. A little, it's I'm, not American Gladiator. It's a word game. It's a fucking American Gladiator now. Phrase. All right, okay, all right, all right. Welcome so, to Pat Sajak's American Gladiator. All it's right. a 1v1. You are both stripped bare, and there is a stick in between you and Pat Sajak. <laughs> Can you beat the beast? Okay, I like this. I like this. So this is that's like what the final round has to be, right? Is like Pat Sajak, you have to go one-on-one with Pat Sajak. But instead of going... First one to guess the phrase gets the stick to start. That does not mean you get to keep the stick. (laughs) No, I want to... How about this? How about this? So we got to come back to the wheel. Like, the the pitch was wheel of misfortune. So Uh everything starts at the wheel. I say we remove bankrupt. We remove, like, all of the potential vacation things. Wheel of fortune is not... The word phrase one. It's the one where you have to guess over under for household goods, right? And he's no. like, "How much does a banana cost?" No, that's um, that's like something. That's Price sh- is Right. Price is Right. No, Wheel of Fortune. You had it right. Is like you spin the wheel, you get some money, and then you guess a letter in the word. And if you guess that letter, you get that the money that you landed on. So I'm okay. trying to figure out like what can we remove on the wheel where it's like okay, you spin the wheel. And um, you uh, you land on cash numbers. You take a guess. It's all that's that's normal. But the bankrupt. Has so been, then there are two types of wheels now. There's the there's the contest no, 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 wheel no, no. and there's the money wheel. No, it's all. And uh, every time, 
Here, mean, here's the, here's what I will say is the way the wheel of fortune works is you you're right you spin the wheel you get a little money allotted that money goes on your ticker if you are the one that solves the riddle then you get all of the money on your ticker what if we simply add to that and we start adding in contact sports so somebody could be like all right I have two hundred million dollars on my ticker so if I guess this phrase I will move on to the next round but I also have foosball. And boxing on my ticker. So if I beat, if I guess the phrase, I will get the $2 million, but I also have to beat Pat Sajak in foosball and boxing. I love the fact that all of the challenges are against Pat Sajak. It's not like American Gladiator where they just brought in like fucking muscle bound hulks. To, to compete against. It's like, no, no it's just, apparently you it's just 90 year old Pat Sajak. Dude, this dude thinks he could get handsy with his contestants on his funny <laughs> word game. He's going to get. Can he's gonna find out? I see. What I love about this is that Pat Sajak, like this, is how Pat Sajak's gonna get humbled. You know, it's like yes, he's, this <laughs> is my my hope. My hope is that if we put him in a different little venue where he can get his ass beat, his old man instincts are going to start to shape and write. <laughs> this is why I don't trust old men because they can <laughs> so attack me while I'm people. on the, on an episode of Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So I I like this I like this, um, is there a, a so are you saying that you win the the wheel of fortune round as per usual and then uh-huh. you if- but before you go to the final round they say excellent I'm so glad that you finished the phrase and you can move to the next round of wheel of fortune but before you do that and you come over to the second stage put on those gloves we about to throw down. Okay. Okay. So, if and like, of so there's all a- of the maybe we throw in a couple of American Gladiator contests, right? Like there'll be one game where it's like, okay, Pat Sajak is going to stand on this end of a hallway with a tennis ball gun, and you just have to run down yes. and tackle Pat Sajak full force and yeah. <laughs> crush this tiny old man. Okay. So here's here, okay. Let me pitch you on this then. Um, Damn it! We're doing another game show. I, I, that's fine. Like I love game shows, okay. dude. I mean, it's ta- it has game in the name. Who cares? Like, hey, how come with the move to streaming, we haven't made any good game shows? That's because streaming network still exists, which like every anybody who's interested in game shows goes there, or mm-hmm. they just watch the game like the variety shows on YouTube, like the Rhett and Lynch it's all stuff just like or the Great, Great British Bake Off or whatever. I want to see how come I'm, I watched the hey okay yeah, I Great get to British talk Bake about a little bit of media that I experienced recently. I watched the Netflix <laughs> the Netflix game show <laughs> Knife or Die or some shit like that. What? It's okay. Get this. So it's a contest where they bring people in, and everybody's allowed to bring in their own knife. Though they get a little bit liberal with the, or a little bit, uh, yeah, liberal with what knife is. I've seen one person come in with a claymore. Seen one person come in with a samurai sword. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. And then there's an obstacle course of things that they have to cut through, and so they cut the objects to run the obstacle course. Um, it sounds awesome on paper. I can assure you, in practice, <laughs> this is one of the lamest game shows I've I'm ever so seen. I'm so bummed. Like, that sounds fucking fantastic. You're telling me, like, there's somebody who came in thinking they're going to be smart and brought in a little pocket knife, 
and then there, there was a guy that came in with a there was a guy that came in with a carver from like a, a butcher shop and he couldn't get through the big ropes because he couldn't hack very good which yeah dog that's fair there here's the other thing there were some like little obstacles that were made seemingly specifically to not allow people that went in with a knife to win because uh-huh. there'd just be like this big ass trout and they're like cut through that big ass trout in one cut and it's like dog the fish is bigger <laughs> than my knife this ain't happening. <laughs> okay, I see. I Okay, I have not seen an episode of this. Let me take a guess as to why that failed. So, I watched the, it, uh, multiple it, episodes, and most people did not finish the obstacle course for yeah. two main reasons. <laughs> One, the fish stopped them because it was too big. And two, they also, like... There was like they put all the lame obstacles at front, and then all the cool obstacles were set in death rounds. So it'd be like go through and cut these ropes, and you'd watch everybody cut ropes, and then they'd get to the part where they have to cut through like a big noodle in one swing, a whole chicken in one swing, and then a big fish in one swing. And they're like, okay, but if you don't make it through any one of these, your run is over. But they did that at the end of the run, meaning that you had to watch people cut ropes really lamely for like. 10 minutes and then failed to cut a fish and then you watch the next guy cut a bunch of lame ropes yeah so okay so it that i I, that's where i was thinking it was probably going to get like the show is going to be bad is like the amount of time that each person spends on each like level it only that show only works if it is like that satisfying oh they did it in one in one swing oh they did it in one thing and but now it just sounds like the show is really slow. And also, the best part though is watching everybody come in and talk about the cool knives that they're yes. bringing because it makes my skin crawl. There's one guy that's like, "Check it out! I have a 200 year old knife, and I'm going to hit it against this block of ice and completely destroy oh. the knife." Oh, and I'm like, "Damn, no. you sure about that, bud?" Oh, There's one guy no. that came in. He's like, "Check out my cool katana." I got this from Japan. Well, not from Japan. I had a Chinese swordsman make it for me. And it That's... is my soul brother. And then he broke it on a giant piece of ice. <laughs> the giant piece of ice kind of breaks a lot of knives now that I think back on it. I think it's a bad <laughs> obstacle to have in your knife show. All right, AJ, really quickly, before we go on to the next submission, what knife would you bring onto the show? A big butcher's cleaver. A butcher's cleaver? Why a butcher's cleaver? Because then when I get to the part where I have to chop through a bunch of ice, I can use the opposite end to, uh, like, the blunt end to break a little bit of it. And also Mm. because there's a lot of rope swinging. There's also actually only mostly chopping in this contest. And I think that a butcher's cleaver has the weight I would need to do some good chopping actions. Okay, okay. I would probably want to bring... Here's the thing. They are very liberal with the word knife. You that's, could probably show up with a bayonet, and I think they would have to let you go through. And yeah, then but you a bayonet, could just shoot but bayonet's the fish. a stabbing device. It's not a slicing device. That's you gotta you gotta have like the best of both worlds there, right? I would probably mm. bring a either a trenching shovel or a trench ah. knife. You know, like the ones that have like the sweet brass knuckles at the base. Yeah, just a big shovel, just a big shovel that's sharpened and be like this is my knife. Yes, sir. Cuz you can cuz one it can slice things pretty easily and I could just like hammer fucking ice blocks without having to worry. And it also has that serrated edge that would allow me to like cut through rope pretty good. So like I just I think feel it's like crazy I'd that the, the knife show. 
the knife show let people just buy a knife from the store and bring it in. It was crazy. It was like if it was all the lame parts of Forged in Fire. <laughs> it's all the people who wanted to be on Forged in Fire, but like had none That's of the black skills. That's also what's skills. crazy is these contestants are so obviously just like anybody with a knife. Yeah. Like, I hate to that be sounds it, hilarious. It, but like, I love. I that. know that I could have been suckered into this. If somebody could have picked me up off the street and been like, "Hey, you want a chance to win a couple of G's? Do you have a knife?" I would have been like, "Yeah, dog, fuck it, put me in." Yeah, that uh, dude. I would fucking. I would adore to be on the show. I don't care if I'd fail or whatever. It'd just be like, yeah, I was on the show where I had to like cut things a- a- faster than other people. Like what? It's an it's it's ama- Here's amazing. Here's another amazing. thing. There was like they had a system where they were like, okay, if you don't cut through this thing, then you're going to get a demerit. Absolutely nobody made a run without any demerits because there were just obstacles that weren't like seemingly not made with the intention of being chopped or fulfilled. It was such a weird show. Like do, I do, you do think... recommend watching it be- to see like what the fuck is going okay, on? Okay, okay. But I don't you, recommend watching it as an enjoyable experience. Do you, do you think this is one of those shows where it's like season two is going to be killer? Like they did season no. one, they learned from it. They thought, okay, so we know where like the boring parts are. We know what kind of rules we need to put in place to get good results. Like, do you? Do I? I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm interested. I'm gonna check it out. It also also depends on like the commentary. Like, what are the, like the commentators like? Are they like? overly amped over like really it is boring a professional footage. wrestler and some guy that i guess was like an ex-marine <laughs> or some shit but he's just <laughs> there and he's like oh not that's like bad a, form not like a and then swordsman, you have the professional wrestler like that's builder. like yeah that's an excellent cut he's like i he's he has a name he's just some like ex-military macho dude. man <laughs> it's not like he's like oh how's it going i'm the dude that killed bin laden like he's just some military guy that's so weird that's such a weird pick i you would have thought like it would be somebody like i guess military people have knife experience but like maybe a knife smith like a knife a blacksmith maybe somebody who yeah knows about knives someone who knows knives neither one of those hosts know knives yeah both one of, of them th- pretends to know like martial arts for <laughs> knives and the other is a professional wrestler <laughs> Yeah, both of them pretend to know martial arts. All right, AJ, give me give me the next game submission. Normal Sid mode suggests at Manga Dungeon, Dissidia Madden Football. Crossover of every John Madden game where all the main characters of football are summoned by the crystals to another world to save them from evil John Madden, who threatens to use the ancient weapon, the Super Bowl, to destroy all their worlds. That's right. We're going to some fantasy football shit. Wait a minute. Flashback, brain blast, blink. There was a Nickelodeon show with footballs that were players that were superheroes. Was the, I have ne- I have no recollection of this TV show. What, it, what do you remember? What it was called? Um, Rush Zone, Guardians Rush Zone. of the Core. <laughs> That's such a that feels like an early two thousands nineteen nineties sort of cartoon name. Love that. Okay, okay, okay. So, what are you? How fi- is this? Just basically, we're playing football against like, it, this is like Space Jam, but for football, it's like we're playing against like fantasy creatures. Is yes, this- if this is Space Jam, wait. Okay, now we need to be very careful because I don't want to recreate Blood Bowl. The yeah, I was just about to Warhammer say, it's like AJ. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but like 
Blood Bowl's a thing. <laughs> I know you were going to mention Blood Bowl, a video uh-huh. game that I saw on the blockbuster counter every week that I wanted to play very badly, but it's I was not good. allowed to because it was rated M for mature. Uh, and also, play, I didn't like football very much. You could play the miniatures game with me. I would prefer to play the video game that I never <laughs> got to play as a child because it was rated M for mature. I, I, yeah, the video game's okay. It's like it's not like I'm, I I was really into it for a while, and then I was just like, "Wow, I actually kind of don't really care about football." <laughs> you can't. And that's where I realized is like, man, if they just put Warhammer on things, I'll just buy it, and then realize afterward, hey, maybe I'm not into this actually. Okay, so, so what do you what are you picturing? A to this? sports game where you are trying to use football to stop evil John Madden from destroying all football. Okay. Let's think about this a little bit. Let's ponder the possibilities. Are okay. So I, I'm trying to figure out. I was like, if we're doing this as a okay, let's lean away from the idea that it is it is like we're playing games of football. Let's put, just take football players and put them into a fantasy setting. That way we can distinguish ourselves. And make them play a fantasy sport. So you can get athletes from all walks of different sports and they're going to be playing whatever sport we can come up with. It's going to be some real Calvin ball shit. It's kind of, maybe, maybe it's things like getting UFC fighter Uriah Faber and bringing him in and being like, all right, you're playing slam ball now. How, how can you dribble? Can you play basketball in any way shape or form what are some do you know any fantasy sports like i feel like there had to have been some in like modules of D D or some shit right or um, could we, or no could we... i can't think of a fantasy sport actually well okay how about this what my if first we... thought was the one that's in road to el dorado but that was a real sport i was gonna say don't is, play much anymore th- that's what i was gonna say is like what if we the, our fantasy setting is just like playing a bunch of historical sports like stuff that okay. just is. Do you have another historical sport? Uh, fucking uh, jousting. Uh, also, uh, I have an idea. What if it's ultimate frisbee and we pretend that it's a fantasy sport, but it has a bunch of football players playing it? Yes, we get a bunch <laughs> of football players and soccer players and other sports players to be coming in, and they're all going to be playing ultimate frisbee. We just make it seem like it is a fake fictional sport. We okay. come up with a different name for it. We call it Ultra Disc, Ultra and Disc. it's it's all the same rules of we rebrand Disc Golf, Ultimate In- Disc Golf. Sorry, okay, into a real sport. Can I pitch you on this? Then is that <laughs> the reason? Like none of like the actual disc golf players from our world got transported to this. Is they all got transported? Evil to John Mar. Yes, claim Evil- them before like they got teleported. So it's like. There are a bunch of just who plays fucking disc golf. It's just a bunch of rich white college dudes, right? Like I feel like that's I don't know professional ultimate. It feels like something that only happens on the East Coast or on like on college campuses, right? I don't feel it's like. I mean, it's not like it's an expensive sport, but it just it it feels like it feels like golf, where it's like you have to like be living in an area Holy that has excess. Holy shit, shit, I made an important discovery. What's up, buddy? Hey, if you're a professional disc golf player, when you get a Wikipedia article about you, you get an ultimate you get a Wikipedia article that says your name and then in parentheses says the word ultimate. Okay. Wait, like, what? 
It just says I'm ulti- looking at the I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for Brody Smith parentheses ultimate former American Ultimate Disc League player. You've fuck? got to be fucking with me. That you get this title Florida. ultimate for being an ultimate disc golf player. Okay, fuck hold on. yeah, dude. Oh, he was in a dude perfect uh, trick shot video. Interesting. All right, is this? Can you can Brody we can, Smith parentheses ultimate? Can we? confirm this like or is it just like that's the name he gave himself i think wikipedia had to do that to make sure that you didn't get him mixed up with a different brody smith okay mvp so josh moore commissioner i'm just trying to figure okay the road to ultimate is like the name of the game by the way um okay so i'm trying to figure out what is the game here though like so we are a bunch of we're a bunch of people from various other sports that have no history in this sport, but are also like yeah, very we're well- we're we're sucking Eli Madding, Madden Madding, Peyton Madden, Manning, Madden. Manning. Madden. okay Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and I think there's a third Manning brother. We're <laughs> slurping them up Isekai style into a fantasy world where they will play definitely not Ultimate Frisbee. Okay. They will use all of their football skills, like throwing and tackling and hurting, and also team skills like communication and eyesight, which is a skill, to become ultimate Frisbee players in a search to stop evil John Madden from destroying all time. Okay. I'm trying to figure out, like, can we do a version of this game? Because, like, one of the things... I've played very little, like, sports games, but one of the key mechanics of it is is you get to pick who's on your team and pick, like, uh-huh. who you have slotted in. So at the start of the game, are you, do you have access to, like, 20 different people with a bunch of different stats from various different sports? You pick I, – I don't know how big fucking Frisbee golf teams are. Let's say it's, like, four people. <coughs> do you pick those four – do you pick four people and that's who you go through the game with? Like all a Marvel ultimate Alliance style where you can swap out who's on your team, depending on what skills you need for each level. Like in Marvel ultimate Alliance, I knew I needed a lot of like uh area of effect things. So I got ghost rider uh, or like, or Deadpool, which had like the, he would spin with his Uzis like uh, uh Reaper style from overwatch. Uh, do we kind of have that same method where it's like at any time I can swap out or at the beginning of each level or round, I can swap out who's on my team. And maybe do you unlock people as you go through the game, Ultimate Alliance style? So it's like, oh, hey, we just came across, like, uh, uh, who's a non-problematic sports star? Uh, see the, the- Yeah, that's the thing about sports. I only hear about them when they've done something <laughs> yeah, bad. They- I was going to say Tiger Woods, and I'm like, I-, I-, I, f- I feel like I remember Tiger Woods being a bad Thing. And also, he cheated on his wife a bunch. I don't know if there was any criminal activity. Okay, so he's he's not the greatest, but he's not like he's you not, can just do he Shaq. Didn't, like kill anybody. Oh, Shaq! Just there we Shaq. go. Let's do Shaq. So the first level ends. You defeat. We successfully beat the golf course, and we save Shaq, who was trapped at the last hole. So maybe that's why we have to. Uh, we're going through Sorry, each level. Sorry, really quick. You know that ultimate disc golf and disc golf aren't nearly the same sport, right? Wait, what? They're different. Yeah, ultimate disc golf really is just like on a field with like regulated field sizes and goalposts. And disc golf is the sport that you can do with a beer in your hand. How are those different? 
Well, one of them is a contact sport, and the other I do while camping as an excuse to walk around for three hours and get drunk Wait, in the woods. No, no, no. Hold on. No, wait. Ultimate disc golf is a fucking contact sport? Yeah. What? No. I didn't know that. Maybe it's not ultimate disc golf. Maybe it's ultimate frisbee. Ultimate, yeah. Maybe we should figure out like what the hell is happening. Oh my god, yeah, Ultimate Frisbee is a fucking contact sport. Oh, oh wait, hold on, no, no, no. Ultimately, originally known as Ultimate Frisbee is a non-contact team sport played with a disc flung by hand, but it is like teams throwing it to teams. Okay, so it, it is football, or, or it's like, actually, honestly, it's, it's comparable to, to soccer, if anything. It makes me think of uh, polo, a water polo, also a sport I've never played before. Yeah, maybe we should, like, understand the games we're trying to reference here. <laughs> uh, wow, this is cool, though. Blake, do you want to get into fringe sports and just, like, you know, like, I'm not talking about hockey and stuff. Like, let's just really get into ultimate. As ultimate. fans, we're not playing the sport. I just want <sighs> to, like, look around and pick, like, an ultimate team and be like, oh yeah, this is my team. I rep them. If I could just get ultimate in parentheses at the end of my name, and then I can put that on like <laughs> all my business cards, <laughs> that makes the years it would take to earn it worth it. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. I see what you mean. If you could have the moniker. Blake ultimate. Rhea ultimate. Blake Alexander Rhea ultimate. Blake the ult. I, I mean, it. it's like, it, 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 yeah, but God, yes, 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 Wait, yes. Do you have another video game submission for me? I do have one. This one's like a little bit more uh, cozy. I, I'm kind of, I, I don't know if the, the viewers at home can tell, but you and I are kind of like in a cozy mode today. It's been rainy here on the West Coast. We're like just really oh, it's chill. It's been so rainy. I've been stuck in my home for so long. Mm. Uh, it's so rainy. I try to go outside and I get swept up like a little sailboat and I get washed down the drain and I hang out with It the Clown. <laughs> So I stay inside just to make sure that that doesn't happen to me. You know what's so funny is I, I don't think I told you this, and I, I, it, it, I, I this has nothing to do with video games at all, but like um, you mentioned it, and I just want to brag about this to their dear listeners at home. Uh, I'm going to be visiting Maine uh, in May, and I'm actually going to go to the drain that inspired uh, the book uh, It. Um, I'm going to be visiting Stephen King. What King's are you going hometown. to do if you get to meet Pennywise? I'm going to give him a fucking high five. Like the dude's, he's, he's, uh, he's one of my favorite books of all time, man. Very talented clown, of course. And hey, good, good on you for being able to distinguish between the art and the artist. You know what I mean? Like, because some people out there, they would see Pennywise the clown and attack him on the spot because no, he did no, such no, no, a no. good job playing a scary clown. It's but he's a just really... a guy. It's a real like um, what's that king? Uh, the king, the piece of shit, uh, king from Game of Thrones. Like the, who's the? Kid? I think you're looking. I think you're looking for a better example, and that is Rowdy Rudy Piper, the professional wrestler that got stabbed multiple times because he was such a good heel on stage. Wait, what? Holy shit! Yeah, what? Yeah. How's it going? I get to drop a little wrestling fact on the podcast this week. Yeah, Rowdy Rudy Piper. Um, was such a good heel that he was stabbed multiple times, uh, but that did not stop him from being a heel. He was very good at shit talking. What the fuck? Like, just people believed he was that much of a piece of shit in real yeah, life? Yeah, this was during the weird time when professional wrestling, when like some people weren't didn't know that it was all fakey fake bullshit. But yeah, he was he did rile up the crowd Bruh, enough that he got stabbed in once spandex. or twice. It can't be fucking real. <laughs> 
Like, it has um, to be real because it's cool. <laughs> Man, that's why that's fucking wild. Okay. Um, but yes, 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 yes. Uh I I uh I forget what Pennywise the Clown is a good person in the real world. He yeah, yeah, plays yeah. He's a phenomenal bad guy. I really wish that Pennywise the Clown wasn't credited as himself, but mm-hmm. nothing you could do about that. Well, nobody knows, like, that's the reason. Uh, nobody, uh, nobody knows his like real identity in, in, in real life. Cause he just, he, he's real humble. Uh, he doesn't want people to know his like real name. I actually, mm. I think, I think his real name is mentioned in the books. I forget what it is. Cause it's only mentioned like, well, twice. don't dox him. It's kind of rude that, Hey, uh, I didn't dox Stephen him. Stephen King. fucking King doxed him. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, why'd you dox the clown? <laughs> All right. This one comes to us on Twitter again from Gaz at just Gazer. Dead Harvest. You play as a necromancer working to build a wholesome farm retirement now that they have achieved lichdom, while trying to avoid misunderstandings with the locals and wandering adventurers, a RTS and farm sim hybrid. The thing I love about this is because it has one of my favorite tropes is like somebody who's just trying to live a peaceful life but has, like, a violent past. Like, people they have wronged. I think John Wick is a great example of this. It's like, hey, here's this guy who's trying to live with his wife. He left his his hitman shit behind. And then that all of those things from yeah, his past have There's a lot back. of media out there that tries to steal from My Name is Earl. My Name is Earl? Oh, man. Like, four people out there heard me get, make that, and they're so excited. Yeah, My Name is Earl is about a dude that lives in a trailer park named Earl who used to be a real shithead, and then he won the lottery, but then he got hit by a car and lost his lottery ticket. And so he makes a big list of everybody that he has wronged in his life, and he's trying to correct that one by one. Uh, it was a pretty good sitcom, as I remember it, in the early aughts. Wait. It's one of those pieces of media that I'm afraid to go back to, because God knows how anything aged ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, my my rule of thumb is, is I'll go back to cartoons, but not live action. Anyway, everything's trying to steal from My Name is Earl. Really? My Name is Earl? Like, is that a Nickelodeon show? What is that? There was a sitcom on, like, NBC or something. You really my, never watched My Name my is Earl? My Name is Earl. Wait, did this star, star Paul Blart? No. No, it starred Randy Hickey and... Or uh, Jason Lee and Ethan Suppe. Oh, he's a small-time thief, and then... Okay, okay. Oh, it's on NBC. That's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> You're missing out. Probably. Maybe. Oh, my gosh. Okay, 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 okay. The th- Yeah, so the thing I love about this is that we can try and do this. You are... What if we did Stardew Valley or... Um, what's that game I've been playing? Graveyard Keeper, where you are just trying to live this peaceful, small life of doing crafting and things like that. But your world is slowly closing in on you. And like the world that I want. Here's the thing. I This is the stank I want Is it that I the world is slowly game. coming in on you? Or is it that the world is slowly preparing to punish you for what you did? Because you are a lich. So presumably you did evil things with necromancy to become a lich. And now you mm-hmm. are immortal forever. And now you're like, damn, I'm immortal. Hey, now that I'm a god, maybe I do the thing that I set out to do as a god when I first started to be trying to become a god, and I try to make a better society. Because right, mm. everybody that becomes a lich becomes a lich for good and cool reasons, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, ah, I want to use infinite magic to make nobody live hungry. To help forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and so I don't you're know. a like, lich that has made that hurdle. You've done your atrocity, and now you're ready to start being good. And everyone's like, hey, dr- lich. 
what about the atrocity you did? And you're like, I, I understand. And you have every right to be mad about that. However, might I propose free cinnamon rolls for everyone forever? Mm. Uh, to ch- it's, all right, to build on this, because I like the direction you're going, but I think it needs a little bit more stank. So that is the inciting, that is like his motivation at the beginning of this game. He's like, hey, I I have achieved lichdom. Now that I have this, I realize I've done a lot of bad in the world to get here. I'm going to use <laughs> I my I did it. I told you all I was going to destroy the orphan the orphanage so i could get infinite magic and i've destroyed the orphanage there's nothing we could do about that together we could go past this yes yes so he's in this he's gonna try and help this small village um that has no idea who he is that uh, and i want to be specific about that at the beginning of the game so everybody comes into this thinking like oh it's gonna be a fun little lich sim they're living their retirement life and you're going to form all of these wonderful relationships. You might even fall in love. You're going to become you're going to get this schedule. But imagine the attachment. I want to grow the the player's attachment to these characters and the investment they've had in these relationships. So, when people start finding out who you really are and those relationships start falling apart, it fucking hurts. It hurts you. Imagine playing a ah, so that when player. you fall in love with the farmer down the road and you've romanced him, he's like, "Ah, oh, yeah, man, it's such a shame that my dad never got to meet you." And you're like, "Yeah, your dad, the heroic knight, whom I super killed on my path to lichdom." That would be and then, good. Or... And then the farmer starts to realize the cracks start to show. Hmm, that's crazy that you have a cool <sighs> scar in the same spot that my dad told me that he hurt the Draco lich. Hmm. Oh. Probably just a coincidence. I'm sure that you're not the Draco Lich. And you're so, like, haha, yeah. I love this. So, like, here's the thing is like liches like live forever, like ever and ever and ever, right? What if yeah. everybody in the town had some sort of like attachment that the Lich just forgot or didn't really realize like they had some attachment? I'm talking like JoJo's bizarre adventure levels of like you fucked over my great-grandfather or like you fucked over like something maybe something a little bit more recent so the scar my family is cursed to be werewolves because of your decisions yes yes like shit like that so then like you as a player um start to uh, like start to realize oh my god my guy's actually like a real piece of shit and all of those relationships i thought i was building were all not a lie but like built off of uh, like half lives. It's the you idea know? that you, the player, slowly realize that you're you're mil- making these connections because you're like, oh, this would be fun to romance the farmer. Yeah. But then, like, kind of the meta narrative is that your character is doing this out of a level of guilt. No, I don't want the lich to remember at all. Like that that oh. adds salt to the wound because, like, what's more upsetting, like a lich who lies or a lich who just didn't care enough to remember. Like, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, your your father. Like, oh, yeah, I, I remember, like, having a dungeon at one point and, like, some adventurers came in and they just they set off a trap and they died, like, just by themselves in the dark. Like, I, so I, then I didn't how does care this enough game to remember. And if everybody starts to realize who you are, do you kind of get cast out while watching, like, the city prosper after everything that you've built? I think kind of this draw- idea that, like, congratulations, oh. Lich. You did save everybody. You you did atrocity, and now everybody's life is better. But also now they hate you for what you did. Oh, 
Oh, so it's like you do not get to see the fruits of your labor. So like you build everything and like you complete uh what's what's the big fucking thing in Stardew Valley? Like the the something center where you get like one of every like flower and fish and uh a museum. Yeah, a museum and and animal crossing um that you you complete that hub and then that's the thing that like finally makes the town successful but by the time you do that it all comes to a head and everybody discovers who you are and they literally just like do i'm trying to because this game they run you out of town they run they you like, out of town. They, oh. and, it, and it's a beautiful moment because you'll be run out of town instead of being slayed like the lich that you are. And they're like, you know what? We can't bring ourselves to kill you, but uh, you certainly can't kick it here. Can't, can't stay here, bruh. Oh, God. That would fucking hurt. That would hurt pretty bad. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, AJ, we got to come up. We got to figure out what our what our nug is, and then we can. Well, that's the only it. video game that we actually made, so I think that's gonna have to be our nug. Really, we you don't like our game show? show? You don't like the Wheel of? Oh, Misfortune? I do like the game show where we make our the contestant just fight the go, host of Wheel of Misfortune. Shirtless Pat, one hundred and five year old Pat, Pat Sajak. Sajak. Yeah. Okay, that... Do you okay? What do you want to produce this week, Blake? Do you want to produce a lich farming game, or do you want to produce the game show where we make the competitors fight Pat Sajak and humble one rich old man? I think there's more, there's more spiritual successor energy in the Pat Sajak fighting game. As much as I love Dead Harvest, I think it's fun. I think it's a cozy game. It's definitely a game I would play. The I Pat also Sajak. like the idea that you referred to it as a fighting game. It is the first, well, it's the second fighting game show. The first fighting game show was, of course, MTV's, uh, what's it called? Where they MTV would get real UFC fighters to beat the piss out of some random guy that was kind of mean. Was that? Oh, my God. That was a show. Fuck. What was that called? It was called, like, Bully Bully or something. Basically, yeah. like, people yeah. would come on and be like, I have a bully. And the bully would be like, I'm cool and tough. And people would be like, hey, if you're so cool and tough, bully, uh, what if go we give fight. you a grand to go in the ring with with yes. uh, UFC fighters? Dude. And they could be like, okay, sure. And then and they'd they get just a good get... G out of it and get slugged. They get fucking their teeth kicked in. It was like I I, I don't know if we talked about that on the show, but I re- it's all coming back to me now. What is that? What called? a horrible concept for a no, show. No, it's bully. Uh, pay. Uh, God, I need to remember. Paid to fight. Uh, MTV bullies. MTV. MTV bullies. Bully beatdown. There you go. Bully beatdown. <laughs> Okay, is an American reality TV series created by Mark Burnett, which aired on MTV, blah, blah, blah. In each episode, show host Jason Mayhem Miller challenged bullies to fight against a professional mixed martial artist for a chance to win $10,000. Oh, my God. It has a 6.4. How many seasons? I have to know. It went for... Wait. I'm I'm on fucking... I'm on IMDb. It says 2009 dash to no to this show hasn't ended. This show hasn't officially ended. What? Yeah, yeah it did. It only got to run for three seasons and it yeah, ended but, in October but, 2012. But 2012. IMDb, IMDb says it isn't over. It's 2009 dash to to blank space. So are they working? Are they working on a huge bully beatdown special? Yeah, and we're making the fucking game uh, to uh, to announce it. We're doing a. a <laughs> Is it? Hold on. Is it Pat Sajak's bully beatdown, and we're Pat, just gonna have competitors fight him? Yeah, it's Pat Sajak's bully beatdown, 
but he's been doing Wheel of Fortune so long, he's just like, how can I do Wheel of Fortune and then Wheel of Fortune Bully Beatdown on the side? He's max. He's maximizing the brand. This is a spinoff to Wheel of Fortune. It's Wheel of Misfortune. Pat Pat Sajak's bully. Pat Sajak's bully beatdown. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's. I think that's a game show play. That's that's a no. I mean, okay, okay. Let's figure out. I, I want to figure out the show structure, and then I feel comfortable walking away from. this. We game. already did. It's it's. It's like Wheel of Fortune, except the wheel has a bunch of extra little ticks on it that suggest different athletic challenges that they Uh must do. Uh If they move on to the next phase of Wheel of Fortune, they get the money, but they also have to compete with Pat Sajak in the little contest that they landed on in the wheel. These would, of course, all be contact sports. Here's my my wrinkle, though, because like by going off of that logic, if the contestant loses against Pat Sajak we didn't really decide what happens like is that the end of the show is that the end of the game no yes, it's not no 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 it's not just like they just no. lose all of their money but they get to go on to the next round that way we get okay we so still... if Passe jack does beat the tar out of them and yes. just shoots them with 1500 tennis balls yes and then they're like they call it and they're like sorry bud you don't get all of the money that you won in the previous round but, but you, you are still to... moving to the final phrase and now that you're rattled and semi-concussed, mm-hmm. um, guess mm-hmm. this phrase. Yeah. So, I'm so sorry, Pat Sajak <laughs> is really just gonna put it, put the ringer on. He's, he, hey, here's this. Here's this. Like, what is uh, what is it? This this uh, 32 character sentence, and they're just like, <laughs> just having a giant black eye from a tennis ball hitting them in the face. It's like they're ah. And but here's the here's the other juice of this though is now we get stories of revenge. So it's like Pat Sajak beat the tar out of them in the first round. Guess what? That person's gonna do whatever it fucking takes to get into the ring with Pat Sajak again. You so know what's going to be horrifying? Revenge. What's up? What if we do this game show and it doesn't humble Pat Sajak? I love that idea where he's just like he. He what if he win. is what if he is a monster? What if he really does tear it up in there? Uh I bet you he will cuz he has millions of dollars for restorative uh restorative uh medical stuff, also training. He's going to be like He's gonna yeah, be he is probably rich enough man. that all of his bones have been replaced with someone's younger bones, huh? <laughs> he is rich. The rich do famously do that. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so, but every game does end. So it's like if you make it to the final round and and whatever, um, you then it becomes just a bare knuckle boxing match, like Fight Club style. There's no pomp and circumstance to it. It is just you are in the ring with Pat Sajak, and you need to like fucking fight him uh <laughs> that's a game show baby. that's a fucking game show so pat sajak's wheel of misfortune or pat sajak's bully i mean we're not really bullies here so it's like it's got to be it's got to be wheel i of think misfortune. it's wheel of misfortune yeah yeah excellent excellent that's a fucking game thank you blake Ready? let's go ahead and wrap the show up then oh let's go to patch notes let's go to patch notes Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. We got one big request for you this week, and that's to share this show with a friend. If you're sick and tired of not having someone to talk to about this show, force it upon your friends. Make them talk to you about it. Yeah, you know that friend that you sit in silence with and you guys have, like, nothing to talk about because you guys aren't really, like, you guys are, like, work friends but not, like, real friends? Bond! Bond over our show! Bond over us chuckle fucks talking about wrestling and Pat Sajak getting his teeth kicked in. 
That'll make you guys best friends. Just like Blake and me. Just and like- with that, we're going to close the show this week. As always, our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. I've been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be named.